Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of Yoga Dave's Hobby Podcast, podcast where I talk about um, everything from tabletop RPGs, tabletop board games, tabletop board games and everything they encompass. Um, so today I am going to be talking to Scott um, from Worktime Radio, one of the co-hosts of that with Stormgrad Games. Um, it's also a massive um, Warhammer 30k player, so um, we're going to talk talk shop a little bit um, uh, and you know hopefully you guys will enjoy Matt, Matt. howdy folks so today we have Scarlett from Walk Time Radio um, how are you doing Scarlett? I'm doing good thank you yourself? yeah I'm not bad um, you doing anything today hobby wise? Uh, hobby wise I've got a, a Xiphon on my desk that I've just put down while we're doing this cool uh, and I'm probably going to be uh, working away at some inventory after this one's done. Cool, cool. Um, so, who are you, and what what do you do hobby wise? Just that's that's the best way to introduce you to the okay. to listeners. Okay, so hi, my name's Scarlett. I'm probably most well known for um, the Warp Time Radio podcast that I host with Stormgrad Games, and now Caitlin, uh, aka. Arsenic Typhoon, uh, trying to say the words correctly. Uh, I'm also very provocative on Twitter and just, That's just, <laughs> just posting things that I know are going to wind some people up. But then again, most people know this is all good jokes, it's a yeah. good taste. And, and uh, m- most of the people are the kind of people that take it in good taste, not exactly. bad taste. Uh, and <laughs> office and cheeses and <laughs> respect. I was going to say it could always be office or cheese yeah. <laughs> then you can, with them you can never tell sometimes <laughs> uh, okay, as for what I do for hobbying uh, I, mostly these days it's a mix of 40k and 30k um, I used to be really into D&D but ever since uh, I left my last group due to time awkwardness I haven't had a chance to like do any tabletop for like two years now I want to say yeah, it's been yeah. so looking to get into that at some point in the nearest future but once time is sorted out yeah. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it I take it uh, yeah pretty much um, so how long have you been in the hobby for? Uh, this, for, 40, for 4k wise it's pretty much the day that 8th edition came out right. I got I went into a G-dubs locally about a month before it came out mm-hmm. and then the store manager Kerry kind of sold me on the idea of waiting a month just to try out 8th edition because it would be a lot easier to learn yeah. and I've been playing that since and I got into Heresy about um, my first mini for Heresy was in about September last year and yeah. I've only just properly got into it probably around I say January because that's when I've got an actually playable army um, so what um, brought you into the hobby? Uh, not not just 40k, 30k, but gaming as a whole. Uh, well, before that, I was really into uh, Magic: The Gathering for right. a, I think that was kind of like my gateway. Yeah, you could do tabletop style kind of games, but for and that was about five years ago, I want to say. But after. One or two of the sets that were happening, mm-hmm. 
Wizards of the Coast, the makers of Magic, got kind of got into a really bad way when it came to the actual new sets that were coming out. Yeah. Some really bad design choices, bad tournament support, bad band lister choices, and I guess it became way too expensive of a game to keep up with as yeah. a standard player. And because their reprint policy is probably the worst out of any of the typical trading card games that you think of, mm -hmm. it becomes really difficult to play in the more eternal formats. Yeah. Uh, so I just ended up selling out of that. And But I wanted to play another similar, not similarish game, but like tabletop things with like people in public because I, play, I played way too many video games. Yeah. And the game, the game store that I played Magic in is about one street away from the local Warhammer store, so yeah. I just went into that and it kind of just went from there, really. Yeah. No, I, I used to play Magic the Gathering. Um, when was it that I sold mine? Uh, probably about 10 or 15, 10, 10 years ago I sold mine, so it, yeah. it was bad then, so I can only <laughs> imagine how much worse it got, um, which is the reason I, I like uh, Keyforge. See the, mm. the new game by Fantasy Flight? Every deck it's specific and there's an app so you can check what the person's decks meant to be not that you can actually cheat with it because the the, um, the warlord's icon is actually printed on the back of every single card so you're like oh there you go I can check it but that's, that's why I like that particular set I've not, not actually played it but I like the idea of it my younger brother and a couple of my mates have played it so I got the start of it. I will say when I joined Magic, I think I was actually joining. I joined when I first joined. It was in one of those highest points mm -hmm. for a longest time because it was just after the Innistrad block and I was going into Ravnica, and mm -hmm. those are regarded as some of the best sets that Magic have done in a long time. Yeah. But after, I think it was the Battle for Zendikar block where I stopped, where they went back to well Zendikar, and then it just a lot of choices made by the company in how the game was managed was just messy and it did a massive drop off on the player base. I think apparently it's recovered in relatively recent times Me. but I haven't really been tracking it enough to comment on that no, uh, it's, it's not something I personally track because obviously I stopped playing it although but <laughs> occasionally it pops up in my um, YouTube and I think should I go back and then I think to myself no I don't have the bloody money no <laughs> I can't do it again. I've, I've got enough stuff to spend money on without having to do that. Um, yeah, uh, they're doing. I think they're doing a Riv Riv is it Ravnica or Ravnica um, expansion for D and D CS setting. Yeah, they've just done a, another return to Ravnica, and I yeah. think they're just about to release the core set for the year, if yeah. I remember correctly. So, so they're, they're doing that for D and D, which will be interesting because that'll probably get a lot of the. Match of the Gathering players into playing D and D that aren't already in it, but never know. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, da, 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 da. What game or figure pop your cherry was one we've already answered because that was Magic the Gathering. Um, uh, but what figure was it you first bought from? Was it the box set for Eighth um, Edition? I I bought a box of Tyranid Hormiguns as my first ever model. Oh yes, the Hormiguns. <laughs> my younger brother has a Tyranid army and I fucking hate playing them. I hate playing them. I always have played, hated playing Tyranids, even when they were made to be crap. In, in previous <laughs> editions it's like, 
you must obviously not play my younger brother. It's like Elder. People complain about the Elder all the time. They're either too powerful or they're broken. And I'm like, you've obviously never played my dad. My dad has so many victories over me that with the Elder, when they're meant to be crap. But then I play Space Wolves, so <laughs> that's probably why. Um, so how often do you get to study the hobby or paint or play? Uh, it's normally once or twice a week I normally get the chance to actually do hobbying. Yeah. As for games, it's probably once every two to three weeks at this point in time, because yeah. the guy that I mostly play with, obviously he has a, has a zero-hours contract with right. work, so he could be working one day, he could not be working the other, so it's really mm-hmm. a call-by-basis a call by, call by with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try and hobby at least a little bit every night, even if it's just something as simple as slightly building something that's currently unbuilt in my yeah. desk I'm, I'm having problems actually getting time to do any building on anything, that's why I'm doing so much with the RPG right now if you haven't seen any of it it's it's getting to a point where I'm like I really should take a wee break, break from this but then it's you know, we want to get it done very soon, we'll start the playtesting very soon so I can't take a break and I'm like oh, yeah, take a break. Uh, I mean I've got. I mean, the most recent thing I've done for tabletop is um, I bought um, the Vampire Masquerades yeah. uh, newest Probably edition book. With the face, yeah, yes. Is it two D twenty? Sorry, I got the book over there. One sec. Oh, that's not it. Please be it. Oh, I can't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a weird system, but. Yeah. I mean, I bought it like a year, it came out like a year ago, I think, yeah. at this point, but it's been, I've been wanting to play it so much because I played the original um, yeah. Vampire oh, the Masquerade, Masquerade Bloodlines on a yeah. PC, like an eon ago at this point, yeah. and uh, I've been really looking to try that, but it's really, it turns out it's really hard to find a group that wants to play Vampire Masquerades locally in my area. <laughs> this, the, the problem is it's, it's very, it's got a... Uh, a bit of a stigma t- to it that it's very very meta locked you know it's it's not like free flow but from everyone that I know that plays Vampire and I know quite a few um, that do the LARP version of it um, but also the tabletop version of it it's not really, it's less meta locked than D&D which you know <laughs> that's the thing yeah, it's it, it gets a a stigma to it and it kind of that's the problem you know some people don't want to play it I mean to be honest man we, we play so many RPGs nowadays that it's like right okay whatever somebody else wants to play we'll play it we just finished Dark Heresy not that long ago <laughs> and that was a bit ridiculous yeah um, I've, I played um, Dark Heresy I think the last time I was in a large campaign was about two years ago now, yeah. if I remember correctly, and that was that was a good time. It was a <laughs> it was a weird hilarious. experience because we did the um, I can't remember what the name of the introductionary chapter in the main mm. core rulebook was. Uh, mm. It's the one where you go to the well, it's, it's the second edition, uh, first edition, first edition. We played. Yeah, right. I can't you remember the, the church whose the church whose name I can't remember what yeah. it's called now. And that was good, but then after that, it was all homebrew stuff yeah. by a DM that's a bit too into like Cthulhu, <laughs> uh, uh horror and all yeah. that. So you can um, tell that some weird things happening. Our guy was—it's was his first time GMing anything ever, um, 
and it was the second edition, but using one of the the campaign lines from first edition. I can't remember the name of it, but it was fucking weird. It, it was just like, okay, this happens, that happens. What the hell? But, but the ma- mad thing about it was, I, I actually managed to get through the entire campaign pretty much without getting any um, insanity points and any corruption points. I'm like, how did this happen? It wasn't until the, like, the last adventure that um, they ended the campaign that I actually got any of either. And it's like, okay. It's, it's like, how on earth have you managed to avoid this? You know, Adeptus Arbite, who has been fighting demons, in fact, got in the face of a um, greater demon of Zinch, and it's like, okay. Actually got in the face of him and gave him the finger before he set off his heavy stubborn and blew it to bits. <laughs> Uh, you, you my, my, my guy was uh, was also an Arbite mm-hmm. and he got so corrupted he was like one point away from just flat out dying Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the thing other people were getting corruption points and insanity points People, one of the psychers actually went a wee bit mental which is never a good thing um, and one of the Imperial Guard players they went a little nuts as well and you're like hmm that, that, it, it just went so unevenly that it's like I'm on this end, that person's on that end hmm. yeah. but it was a good game I, I quite enjoyed it, the, the best bits was when the GM couldn't pronounce the bloody words and just made it up as he was going along he's like, it's got with the gook and then when you, like, I'm not reading that that's nonsense <laughs> but it, it was a good fun I, I enjoyed Dark Heresy, need to get back to it at some point um, so what is your rule set of choice Oh, for do you mean a uh, tabletop or tabletop RPGs? Hard mm, choice. It's just mm, thinking of all the different ones I've played. <laughs> yeah. I've played quite a few. Mm. As a core rule set, I'm really fan of the the D100 system that mm-hmm. uh, Dark Heresy used, the original yeah. Dark Heresy. I think it provides enough of a um, interesting rule set where you can still fail quite consistently yeah. but you also build yourself to do things very well yeah. I found that with like I think as most people most people's first tabletop would be um, D&D. D&D and if you do if you don't do the point system for getting stats rather you do random rolls yeah. you have basically a 50-50 chance of being literally Jesus mm-hmm. or completely useless no yes <laughs> I'm aware of that one I, I've been there but the um, yeah the Dark Heresy one I think they based it on the Warhammer roleplay one um, from back in the day if I remember right um, because I, I've got the Warhammer roleplay um, reprint. The it's a black pig one. Ah, yes. I, I I've got the reprint of it, um, and it look it's very similar. But I've also got like the updated versions. The in PDF they did a humble bundle a couple of years ago, where, where they had all that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good system, um, but my man one of choice at the moment would be the 2D20 system, see the one that Modifius put together for Conan, mm-hmm. and now you use throughout all of their systems um, 
We Are Doing Infinity in Star Trek with it. Nice. Um, and Infinity is, is, is entertaining. I, I've been doing the podcast for that. Um, actually, I've got two episodes that I need edited for it um, in the works right now. Um, but yeah, that that's going reasonably well. Whereas the Star Trek one is just a complete mm-hmm. and utter clusterfuck. Um, it's like the cadets that somehow scrape through the academy and are only now shown how truly incompetent they are. <laughs> it's like blown up a starship already and then going back with a task force that are going to pro- probably blow up, blow up another three starships. Was it intentionally or was that Oh, completely accident? unintentionally. <laughs> Everything we do well is completely unintentional. Everything we do badly is even even more in, unintentional. It's like, oh, like, oops. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. That's, that's, but that, that's the thing with our group as well. Sometimes, you know, it's actually two groups right now because we've had to split off because we got so big. Um, but either it's going really well or it goes really, really badly. Um, but it's always entertaining. That's... But I mean that's that's what you have to you have to do I think is get get the right group and have that kind of gelling that that we don't often get people that come in. Well, I mean we're very inviting to people, but a lot of people come in and they're like, "Oh, it's not the kind of group for me," which is fair enough. But we do pick them up now and again, which is good because you always want to build up. Um, have you got a favourite rule set for wargaming? as well uh, I'm probably going to say it's ha- the Heresy Edition at the moment uh, I, I haven't played too many different war games out of what right. G-Dubs provides at this point mm-hmm. which I really should probably fix at some point in the nearest future yeah. I've been looking at um, Bolt Action a lot recently I hear a lot of good things about that yep. um, is- I, I'm, I play Bolt Action I prefer Chain of Command but I know a lot of people that's the Two Fat Lardies it, it's, for me it's more historical for Bolt action, it's more aimed at competition players, I feel, but, you know, it's a good set of rules. It's a good first set of rules for historical to learn, because the Warlord ones are quite easy to pick up, and also, it's they've got some nice figures, so. Another one that I was also looking at was uh, Malifaux. Yeah. There's some really cool looking minis on that, and I think I just buy into that just for the minis alone. Malifaux I am a big fan. I have pretty much all the original guild factions and all the original um, Ten Thunders factions, uh, um, crews for the fa- for both factions. Um, but the third edition is coming out. I've and literally just got the article about it now, yeah. talking about it. I'll and it. Um, all the competition players up here. Um, I do. I normally do the Scottish Open which I've actually missed this year and last year because I'm on holiday but I normally do that and play with all those guys and they're, they're really good and they're really knowledgeable and they love it they played the play tests and they're like it's more streamlined it's there's less um, fuckery in it that you can do with it um, I mean the, the idea of Malfoy is you're allowed to cheat you've got a cheat hand um, but cheating properly like not actual cheating you know what I mean 
um, yeah. but also um, the way that it used to be was you chose a faction um, and the master and everything and then your cat like you you hanged your crew. Oops. Sorry about that. No, it's microphone. No, so you, you people would tailor the crew around facing particular masters for a another um thing. Oh. Actually I'm not um, explaining it very well now. But <laughs> um, I've got a rough idea what you're explaining, yeah. But the master that's who you pick. You, right at the beginning you pick your master and you know the, your, your opponent picks your master and they uh, you then build around the crew but the thing is with them particular masters have particular set um, guys that you can choose like minions and henchmen and because they've got to have the keyword and it's more expensive to buy other character other character or minion models without that keyword so it makes it less random what you're going to face if you get what I mean yeah yeah. it is a good set of rules and I love it I brought it to both my clubs and it built quite a following so that that happens quite often but um, yeah I thoroughly recommend it to anyone um, but yeah the models are awesome and, and they're getting better not building them with stupid little parts honestly you think Games Workshop have um, weird and wonderful bits and, and <laughs> positions to put them in whole different ball game with some of them all four figures but yeah, that's cool that's a very very cool game to get into and they're, not, they're lovely when they're painted as well even, even if you're paint job is about as basic as mine is sometimes <laughs> um, yeah that's cool um, have you got a favourite army favourite army thousand sons thousand sons <laughs> yes that's it I love the, the lore behind it I love the characters that are involved in it both pre and post heresy mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really down for my ancient Egyptian mythos based stuff so that was like immediate draw yeah. It wasn't my first army, weirdly enough. It was Tyranids was my first, but Thousands is definitely my favourite. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> Says the Space Wolf player. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I was actually listening to, you know, the Paint All the Minis podcast. Um, I am aware of it, but I don't think I've watched it. Um, that they had who was it? Gavthorpe. On, oh, yeah. um, as well he's been on a couple of times but it was the episode where he did the episode where they went the Neil Stormcore and Lucas the Trickster and that went back to Prospero after the Great Rift and he was talking about that and I'm like hmm that would be an interesting book to listen to or read because um, obviously when Neil was it during the battle on uh, I'm, I'm not going to try and correct correct the pronunciation because I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I can't pronounce it to save my life. In, on Fenris, yeah. um, how when the Thousand Sons attacked Fenris, Nyal got um, tricked into getting yeah. possessed by a Thousand Sons sorcerer, 
basically he's going back to Prospero to get rid of the um, the possession, I think. Mm. Uh, and it sounded quite interesting because it's 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 basically a ragtag band of space wolves and um, mm-hmm. thralls and all the rest of them, and you're like, hmm, that'll be interesting to listen to or read. Uh, but yeah, that 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 uh, that cool kind of thing. I love reading all the stuff with the Space Wolf and the Thousand Sons together because it's always always interesting to to read or listen to um, I haven't really read much of the um, Horus Heresy stuff but I've got a big Horus Heresy army which is weird but I enjoy the game, that's the reason right behind me back buying that particular load of figures that I can also use in my 40k army To be fair I I haven't read too much of the actual um, series, even though I've got like fourteen unread audiobooks from it. <laughs> I was like, I'll get through these eventually, yeah. maybe, possibly. I don't know. Sorry if you can hear the Hoover's being picked up. By the way, no, that's all right. It's not been picked up. It was just the, the symbol I can't getting get it. I can't get, get picked up. Um, yeah, I have. Probably twenty five of the Horus Heresy books still to read. I've read probably about ten from a hum- humble bundle that I got. See when they did the whole big massive humble bundle of Heresy books, and I'm like, hmm, I really should read them at some point. I gr- I grabbed that bundle too, and I'm still mm. mulling my way through it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm. I read the Space Wolf one. <laughs> of like, course, of course, of course, you're gonna need. Read the first one. Read the Space Wolf one. And then I bought, uh, see the Lemon Ross, um, the Primark book, the first one. I got that in hardback, and I read that, and I'm like, hmm, they are a little fucked up. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny little bit. Even for Space Vikings, they're a bit fucked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I quite enjoy the lore side of it myself. It, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's different to a lot of games that you get that yes they've got lore behind them but it's not as in depth and it's not something that they they take their time to put behind it okay it's it's all in well, a lot of it's in books but and sometimes it contradicts itself but you know that happens after what 30 odd years yeah it's been going a long time there's mm. no way they could get it absolutely perfectly yeah. each time well the first well, Book I ever bought was the Cal Drago see the Inquisitor ones. Oh, way back Rem, in the day. Rem sent me the full PDF of that. I, I stopped reading it. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't. Yeah, I, 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 that was the first one I ever bought. Um, when it wasn't even Black Library, when they got them printed by somebody else, and I'm like, hmm, it's interesting, but it doesn't jibe with the current. Low, no. which is which is why they made it a apocryphal book, yeah. um, rather than a an actual lore book, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. I, I've only read the first book; I've not read the the books afterwards. But yeah, it's a bit different. As much as Rem encouraged me to finish reading it, I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to. Nope. Um, yeah, I mean the ones after that were the Gotrix and Felix ones, so you know, 
I picked the right ones after that. <laughs> a drastic improvement in quality. Massive. Um, yeah. William King was, is to this day the best that Godric and Felix has feel, but you know, that that's 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 my opinion. Don't don't need anyone. Don't need to push it on anyone else. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I like the, the ones after that. I like who was it that did the comedic versions of it? The quite comedic versions. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. No, nah, but they they were quite funny. Um, which 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 was good because they can get quite dark. Yeah, just just, just a, a small amount. Yeah, <laughs> they call forty k gram dark. Fuck me. Can Warhammer get dark? Um, so if you could play a rule set from the past, which one would you like to try? Hmm. I think I want to give Warhammer Fantasy a go. I never yeah. got a chance to play that, and I've heard. I don't know if there's people waxing lyrical about how the good old times were better because of nostalgia reasons. Yeah. But I hear a lot of people. I mean, I understand why a lot of people are upset that it's no longer a thing because it kind of just got. Because AOS just came out of nowhere, really. It was kind of rushed and abrupt, yeah. the replacement. But. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's just I, I just don't have an army to that would be compatible with it, so I yeah. haven't really thought about it that much. But that'd probably be the one I go for. Yeah, the thing with Warhammer Fantasy is very much it depends on the edition for me because mm. I've been playing it since I was eight. I'm thirty six now, so <laughs> not long time. Um, but. You know, I started gaming when I was like five, so it's my dad's fault. Uh, I always blame my dad when my missy starts complaining about the amount of money that I spend or the amount of time that I spend doing stuff. It's like it's my dad's fault. Blame him. I blame him for all the money that I spent over the years. It's not. It's not at all to do with my lack of willpower when it comes to looking at figures and go, "Ooh, I'm having that." Um, but yeah, it, it, it always it does particularly depend on the edition because I'm not a big fan of the last edition or the last couple of editions of Warhammer because it was all go big or go home and it's like I don't have big armies because I, I took a break from um, Games Workshop for a wee bit because I started doing a lot more historical stuff and dystopian wars and stuff like that but it was like, right, come back to it and my armies were just getting trounced because I didn't have big horde units that would and you know, people made big massive units of like fifty archers and for the undead and all the rest and you're like, Fuck me. I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've heard uh, I've looked I picked up the um Skaven book for mm-hmm. more most recent one that came out like a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and like you can get 50 blob units and then it's like what? <laughs> yeah. what is this? this is madness yep well the Skaven have already been always been like that though but yeah. even back when mm-hmm. I mean I think they didn't get a new army on book till way into almost the end times so you know <laughs> That from like sixth edition or something like that because I remember the army book that they had um, from back then. Um, <laughs> it's like mm, big massive units of Skaven. Big massive units of Skaven is dead once you've charged that. 
That's about right. <laughs> so it, it is right, it should be right. The only thing that might stay were Storm Vermin and um, the Plague Priests. That, that was about the only things that would hold and I'd scave an army, but then you played um, 7th and 8th. Was it 7th and 8th? I can't even remember now. Um, what additions they were, but aye, it would have been 7th and 8th. And basically this big massive unit of Skaven of Held with the screaming bell in the middle and you're like, aye. why the fuck is that hold? That should be dead. Um, and it was also the, on an, what they would do is they would do an initiative. So if you charged you would still um, go on initiative who who had the highest initiative in combat and it's like, well that means orcs and goblins are going to get fucked before they they fight basically so they'll lose half their unit before they fight and it's like, that just makes no sense if you charge you should be going first but then that's that's me going back previous editions you know, it's weird but um, so that's all the questions but uh, just get into other stuff uh, have you seen the new stuff about the knights the chaos knights yeah, yeah I have been I was reading the the rules article that they put out yeah, uh, the other day mm. I was reading that before we recorded this yeah. and I'm, inter- I'm definitely interested I'm not really interested in the new models if I'm perfectly yeah. honest because I kind of like the more regal kind of uncorrupted versions of the knights yeah. I'm, I much prefer those but I probably I'm going to pick up that book just to read through it to be honest because the video they did about the concept of the knights yeah. like that four minute long interview with one of the designers yeah. I thought that's like to be honest I just read this for the backstory if I'm perfectly yeah. honest Yeah, it, uh, sound, it does sound like a good read it does and, and I'm not I've always been an Imperial player until this edition, so I'm just getting into the, the more darky stuff. Yeah, darker stuff. You know, <laughs> I know. You say darker, but really, is the Imperial not Imperium not that dark itself? But yeah, yeah, like the chaos stuff, just purely and gene stealers and stuff. Um, but yeah, it is quite interesting. I I quite like the. Um, what was it the veil of Medrigard or Medringard the shield yeah it's <laughs> like ooh, that would be interesting uh, not that I'm ever actually going to buy knights because <laughs> I've got I've enough got knights I've, I've got a few I've I'm going to buy a warhound in the nearest future <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always I've always wanted to paint a titan uh, I've, I've said to people that I do commission work for buy a titan you've got the money go buy a titan paint it for me you don't even need to paint it they're like no where am I going to put it it's like well you can put it yes okay where my kid can go play with it <laughs> I think in the case in the, well, the display cabinet that I have I'm not even sure if a warhound would fit like <laughs> assembled I mean I'd give it a go yeah. but <laughs> I don't think it'd fit I just really want one. I don't even want the bigger ones. Like I don't care for the warlord yeah. or the reaver, but I just really like the warhound for some reason. See, the thing with the warlord is because I come from way back in the day, and the original warlords from Adeptus Titanicus and Space Marine, and look at them and I go, "That's not a warlord. Warlord looks different from that. That doesn't look like a warlord to me." So, and, and the reavers are a wee bit different as well. I would still love to paint them. 
don't get me wrong but um, yeah did you see the big the pictures of the big game that they did with the Deptis Titanicus rules and the actual full size um, Titans I wasn't aware of that to be honest yeah. I think they do it every year um, it's but they normally use obviously 40k rules they're 30k rules even um, with mm. the warlords and the the reavers and the warhounds and the, and the knights but this year because, obviously because the Deptis Titanicus rules came out um, they, they used them but they've just upscaled them so they've multiplied everything by four and made the, te- the templates bigger and it's like that looks fucking cool that I would does love sound it. like a really fun experience I've been looking to get into Titanicus uh, somewhat recently just like yeah. I don't know what I'm waiting for <laughs> before I take the plunge at this point yeah it's just the it's like everything else it's, I don't have the money to do it I don't have the money to do it I don't have the money to do it Um. And then I get the money and I go, ooh, there you go. Here's my money. It's like um, Necromunda. Loved the original Necromunda. Played it even up until, not last year, but the year before. We were still playing the old Necromunda. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to buy shitloads of figures. And then I thought to myself, hmm, but they'd be good as an Imperial Guard army. They'd be good for your Imperial Guard army. Okay. So I've got three Orlock, three Goliath, two Escher, and a Vansar at the moment. And I'm like, hmm. That was maybe not the brightest idea on the planet. <laughs> because I've got... My, I convert, I'm, I'm in the middle of converting all of my Empire from Warhammer. Because if I'm, if I'm going to play a uh, um, fantasy army, again, it'll be my dwarfs. Because I love my dwarfs. Um, Anything to play, essentially Scotsman, um, which is why I play <laughs> that Cal- patriotic pride in there. <laughs> it's why I play Caledonians in Infinity. It's the only reason. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Makes they're, sense. They're, they're not the best <laughs> at anything in Infinity, um, and I play a Caledonian in the Infinity RPG as well. And it's like, it, to be fair, in the Infinity RPG, it's the closest thing to a barbarian. You get and I love playing barbarians. Don't know what it is. Um, as I was saying, uh, what was I saying? Dwarfs, dwarfs. Aye, well, the converting the empire figure. So my knights are going to be rough riders, and you know, foot are all going to be guardsmen and all this that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I've got enough. And then I've got um, Warzone. You know, the Mutant Chronicles. They did uh, the war yes. game. Um, a number of years ago and there was a box set with the uh, plastic figures that looked vaguely Imperial Guardy um, but <laughs> um, I say vaguely Imperial Guardy they're actually closer to Space Marines but you can get away with using them as Imperial Guard as long as you're not playing in a, a store which I don't do very often um, so you know, I've got shitloads of them Getting the Necromunda stuff was just like you're just doing it because you want the stuff. It's, making excuses is is good, but it, it doesn't. When you actually sit and go to yourself, this is not why you've done it. You bought it because you want the figures. Quite yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I've got a lot of impulse buys in my cabinet to my left of me. Most of them not even painted. I just bought them because no, I wanted them. No, same. 
I mean, that's 30 years of buying stuff. I have shitloads of impulse buys. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Thankfully, some of them I've sold and then spent on the, the money on more impulse buys. But, you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> and and the, the worst thing it is, I'm start, we'd start to get into board games as well now. So it's like, hmm, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. I've managed to avoid the allure of board games because... I play the um, the Dark Souls board game yeah. at my local game store a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot, and it was really fun. Yeah. And then I saw the price tag was like a hundred quid. It's like, oh my. Yes. Yeah. And then they released the the, uh, the Bloodborne game, and I was like, I'm gonna have to buy this now, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> um, I started picking up board. I mean, obviously, I played Hero Quest. Well, I'm half Hero Quest, and I've got advanced Hero Quest. My older brother with Space Crusade, and I had over you know childhood, we've all got various board games that were kind of related to gaming. Um, but then, when did the Conan one come out, or when did it go Kickstarter? It was a few years ago. It's probably about five years ago that went on Kickstarter, and I was like, "Ooh, figures for Dandy!" Thank you. <laughs> And then I did the Zombie Side Black Plague. Mm. Did that? Oh, D and D figures. <laughs> I did the Walking Dead. Um, or, or the one that Mantic did. Did that one. And then what was the last one I did? Massive Darkness. That was the same company that did Zombie Side. Yeah. Did that, and I was like, oh, more D and D figures. I know a fair number of people who have invested probably about a thousand pounds into Kickstarter projects just for the D and D figures. Oh, well, that was that was the full King Conan, so that was oh, two hundred quid or something like that with everything uh, involved. Zach, shut up, please. My dog is outside. Um, that was one hundred and fifty quid for Massive Darkness. 95 to 100 quid for Zombie Side, and probably about 100 quid for The Walking Dead. But that's that's a completely separate thing. That's that that's like Walking Dead. I, I don't even I haven't even read any of the comic books, or and I don't enjoy the TV series. And I just thought, <laughs> actually, that looks like it's going to be a cool game. Buy it. <laughs> yeah, and then. Like last year, year before, I started just buying different board games and stuff and card games, and I'm like, fuck me, I don't know how much money I've spent now. <laughs> don't find out. No, I don't want to know. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. and, and my girlfriend's even encouraging me to do it, which is no. worse. Because it's like, it's like, oh, I'd quite enjoy this game. So I, I got her playing. Star Flux. So, Flux games are, if you haven't played them, they're. They start with very simple rules, but then you add rules. Okay. Over and over. (laughs) And you can have ridiculous amounts of rules, and then you can reset the rules. But the rules are ever changing. So, the way you win is um, a goal, and then two. um, What do you call them? The, the two cards that you have to have for a go, or even three sometimes, um, 
and you win that but there's various ways of changing you know the goals change all the time so if you've got the, the keepers and that's what they're called keepers you get all these keepers and you're about to win and the other play, another player changes the, the goal and you're like shit <laughs> um, first time I played it was with the three guys that I'm writing the RPG with um, and to say we're all fairly strategic players when it's stuff like that it's like it's meant to be a quick game it took about an hour and 20 minutes it's not meant to take between 10 and 40 minutes at the maximum <laughs> it was about 20 minutes it's like, mm-hmm. yes but we play games and fuck with each other when we're doing it <laughs> like, I know you've got that card so there we go there's no other way to play really you know, no sometimes some, sometimes you don't play that way and that's when you actually win because um, uh, there was a game I can't remember the name of it now but it's basically you build up your fleet like with the cards and stuff um, and I did not play to fuck with everyone else I played to win and I won So, and it's the first time at that club that I've won a game that isn't a cooperative excuse, excuse me um, in two years then card games and board games and stuff so that, that, that's maybe the way I'll, I'll play from now on <laughs> um, good times good times oh it's good fun don't get me wrong I, I don't mind a game if we get beat if it's fun it's when it's not fun it's like playing against that guy and you're like this is not going to be a fun game because you've just brought an army that's going to absolutely annihilate my army yeah, that's not the fun bit. <laughs> no, that's not the fun bit. It's like I stopped playing with a particular group because they would bring competition armies to um, friendly games, and it's like I brought a friendly army. I brought brought a war friendly army. Never mind, just a friendly army. It's a fluffy as fuck army, and you have brought a competition army. Yeah, and my. Uh entire army at this point can be described as casual as all fuck <laughs> like seriously some of the units I feel are so bad like they're not even worth half the points I'm paying to play them <laughs> just, but why do you use them because they look cool it's fun I, I play uh, for the most part a space wolf army that's full of blood claws sky claws and swift claws that's it my wolf guard will be on bikes and we get my um, jump packs. So will my leader and my uh, uh, what any of my other characters. They'll either have either be on a bike on a, a jump pack, and then I might have some heavy support. Might be in the opera if I have to. If I have to. I think I've, to satisfy I think I've, the um, requirements. So what, what were you going to say? I think I've managed. I've, I've, I, my, I've got the optimal build strategy of if I take one really bad unit, it gives me full permission to use a really good unit. <laughs> that's my that's my my core building philosophy at this point. I mean, I have pretty much everything you can have for a space wolf army, um, apart from the flyers and the tanks. That's about it. everything else. All all the infantry. All the the bikes, land speeders, everything. I've got that, but then I've got dreadnoughts. In fact, I've got like three dreadnoughts, um, including a contemptor, which is obviously for my 40k army. 
not my 30k army, but gets used in my 40k army sometimes. Um, the uh, Forge one? No, it's the... It's the see the the one that was in the box set. All my ah, yes. all my infantry, well the vast majority of my army uh, is completely from um, the box, the plastic, and it's been yeah. converted. I wish they brought that box back. It was such good value. <laughs> also good value. I've got two, basically two, um, Prosperos and basically two um, Calves, except without the dreadnought twice. Um, I bought them, bought it off eBay and stuff, and I just converted my bikes. I've converted my jump pack guys. Um, I've converted devastators. Everything. I would. I was going to pick those up, but by the time me and my buddy were like, "Yes, we're going to do this. We're finally mm. going to play Heresy." The Prospero boxes were all sold out, yeah. and all the ones on eBay were going for really dumb prices, yeah. like really, really dumb prices. Yeah, I mean, I. I Pretty much picked up all, but well, I bought the boxes in Games Workshop in the, the Warhammer store in Glasgow. First time I had set foot in a Games Workshop, and I don't know how long. Um, and I won't set foot. In, well, I did set foot in it on Saturday. <laughs> uh, that's me lying. I, I go in and buy paint, but my girlfriend. That's right. My girlfriend was the first time she'd ever seen me go buy stuff from um, a store, and it's like. Mm, They've got Prospero and Cal's. Mm, that's 108 quid. And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yep." That is like that isn't the most amount of money I've ever spent on anything. She's like, "I don't want it though." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two thirds of my space wolf army were bought on eBay in the space of four months, and I probably spent about 300, 400 quid on it. Yeah, um, I. I bought mine all either from third party retailer or <laughs> directly from Forge World, which yeah. is not cheap. No. <laughs> not cheap at all. Um, I don't wanna, I don't even want to work out how much I've spent on all this altogether, that'd be awful. Well, um my jump packs and my power axes and my death one helmets are all from third party bits and it's like Ooh, thank you, thank you. Because it's cheaper. Even if um, Forge Model did them separately, it'd be cheaper. In fact, the helmets came from Russia. The postage was more expensive than the actual fucking helmets. I it kid you not. Surprise me. I think the helmets were about four pound or something like that, and the postage was about ten. I'm like, okay, I don't mind because the helmets are fucking cool. Um, yeah. It's exactly how they describe them in the the um, lore, but also it's exactly how the ones that Forge World did when they brought the disc one. Out. In fact, they look better than the Forge World ones. <laughs> you have to send me some pictures of that sometimes. Yeah. I'm curious. I'll have to find them first. Nope. Um, they I think they're in storage right now. See, because we've ah, had to we've had to move out of our house and then go stay with. Or my mum and dad for a wee while. Um, we'll, we'll not get into that particular saga because <sighs> it's driving me nuts at the moment. Not living with the parents, it's the whole dealing with the landlord at the end of it. Um, yeah, I will. I will find them and send pictures. I think I might actually have some pictures somewhere on my Instagram. I will look for them. 
And do, 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 just trying to think. And oh shit, my brain has just fucked it. Um, D and D. When you played D and D, what was your favorite kind of character to play? Uh, Wild Magic Sorcerer. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> that does very so specific. It's like me with the barbarian. It's like. I want to play Barbarian. Oh, not again. Really? <laughs> what? Are you going to play my deck again? No, I'm not going to play my deck again. Invariably. Have you, uh, are you aware of the D10,000 table? No. Okay, so because some people clearly have more uh, time than common sense, yes. there's an alternative uh, table for the, D- the Wild Magic table called the D10,000 table. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely ridiculous it could it does very it can do very simple things as turn you into a potted plant it could make you randomly swap genders permanently (laughs) it can literally destroy the nearest star to your current position (laughs) it can turn a random target inside out (laughs) this ridiculous list of things and it's just there's literally 10,000 entries on this thing obviously a lot of them are like similar to each other like there's like things are like uh, do this thing but then it's that it's like uh, it's basically they repeat some things next to each other Mm -hmm. but they have slightly varying things because writing 10,000 unique effects would take way too long yes but it's such a I'll get the link if I can find it uh, D ten thousand wild magic. Oh, it auto fills into Google. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many times I've I've uh, So there we go. And it's also Control F searchable. Thank Christ, because that would take way too long. <laughs> but if you ever want to have like a really good time with wild magic sorcerer, <laughs> use this. Yeah, um... it's great. I might, I might, um, if any of my players want to play a uh, Wild Magic Sorcerer, use that, use that table, use that table, go. Great. Uh, don't use it if you want, like, a balanced adventure, because some of the stuff this thing causes is really dumb. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's all about fun. It's, when funny yeah. shit happens, I mean, I have I've talked about it on a number of occasions, but we were doing uh, a game of D&D a couple of months ago um, in Waterdeep and I mentioned the word dysentery once and I swear to fuck the amount of times shit was said in that entire <laughs> episode and, and it was recorded you can go listen to it or go watch it on Twitch or on my YouTube channel um, yeah I lost fucking track I'll, I'll have to put that on my I'm watch like, later list because I'm now curious. I'm not, I can't even remember which episode it is now. I think it was the last one that got recorded because oh, things have been happening so I've not been able to get into d d for a while but it's like, oh my god. <laughs> but it's the smallest group that we had there is, of the players as well so they were all riffing off each other and it's like, oh my fucking god. How many times can you actually fit shit into a conversation? <laughs> One more now. <laughs> one more. One more. Oh, fuck's sake. Falling and shit and rolling and shit and it's like, oh, fuck. It's just got out of hand. 
But yeah, that's that's what um one of the, the players get called. That's his nickname is Shitty Ben. It's <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with his luck. His luck is fucking terrible. What see when um, cause he's playing a human. Is it a human? I think he's playing a human, but he's like a half wizard, half thief. Um, I think. So he's a cross class in that. But he gets luck rolls. And I think out of five sessions that we had, he probably passed it twice. And, it's like, and actually got worse rolls with most of them. It's like, <laughs> you are nicknamed now Shitty Bane. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing that's stuck a bit too much. Yep, just like that. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for him slightly. Don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my fucking god. Aye, uh, but you know that that was an entertaining. But that's the thing, man. I, I find that you have to find the right balance in a group when of, of players. You know, you, you get the serious players. And you get the RPG, you know, the proper RPers, and then you just get the people that are in it for a fucking laugh. And it it, it, it depends on the group entirely whether or not that sticks. I firmly fall into the last category on that one yeah. every time. Everyone, that's the thing. Everyone there's in both groups um, that I'm and everyone's there for, for the entertainment value. It's not. It's not. Nobody's a serious RPer. Which I think is why we lose people all the time because they want to play serious RP. And it's like, the good luck. Um, I play a bloody Caledonian in Infinity. He's a fucking barbarian. He drinks too much. He swears too much. And he likes to fight. Sounds like a barbarian. Sounds like a barbarian. And sounds oddly like a stereotypic Scotsman as well. Um, Not that I am at all. And, and it's just like well it's fun it's fun to play that that particular type of character and, and people I mean when we did Through the Beach I played uh, a wizard well not a wizard but a magic user and everyone's like what's wrong with me it's like he's still 6 foot 6 still like built like a tank and his favourite weapon's a fucking real hammer <laughs> so I'm just playing a barbarian that uses magic. Exactly. And they're like, alright, okay. That that makes more sense than you playing a pure sorcerer wizard entirely. It's like, even if I would play the wizard, I'd play a war mage. Like a, a proper combat mage. Cause yeah, those mages are always quite fun to play. Yeah. When I, a lot of the time when I've played wizards in the past, it's, mm-hmm. okay, it's like, okay, I'm out of spell slots. Now what? <laughs> this is that's why I much prefer when I play casters other mm-hmm. than wild magic sorcerer. My preferred one's warlock because mm-hmm. you only need a short rest to get all your spell slots back. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's like, hmm, what am I going to do now that I have no magic? Eldritch blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one of the things about the through the breach that I like is you're not limited to. Oh, I'm a magic user, and I'm a bit shit at fighting. You can be a magic user, but you can be good at fighting, so you don't get killed so quickly because you can't do a fucking thing. 
definitely need to take a look into that because that does sound very appealing. Yeah, it's the Malfo RPG. So ah, okay. it's no, um, it's quite that's quite good. Um, they've also got a new one called The Other Side. You know, Malfo is in like a, a separate um, mm. reality. Yeah. Um, whereas the other side is their war game, so the larger scale game, um, and actually set on Earth. So that's. That's, a, that's an interesting one. There was a Kickstarter that a couple of my mates got involved in, but I never had the money at the time, and I'm like kicking myself. But I didn't get it. But that that looks good. I'll probably get into that at some point. Not that I need another game to get into. <laughs> never enough games to get into. No. No. It's like the <laughs> the full regiment of battle mix for Battletech. Mm. That are in boxes. Mostly they'll be painted. One day. No, they're mostly painted. They, they, oh, okay. Um, I think it's only the last plastic box set that they had, not the newest one, the one before. Um, there, there was like thirty-six mechs in it or something like that. Um, they're not painted, but they've started. I've started painting them. But then my idea was right. I don't like the paint job on the ones that I have painted because it was like five or six years ago and my paintings obviously improved in that time and I'm like strip and repaint <clears throat> strip and repaint fuck it I'll do it and then I got myself no you won't no you won't no you won't because you've got this amount of shit to paint so stop stop that stop that but I, I, I start um, projects and just forget about them and then go to another project and forget about it and go to another project and forget about it and it's like I have I, so many half-painted figures that it's ridiculous. I put all my unfinished painted, all my unfinished paint, uh, paint uh, miniatures in my completed cabinet just so it looks like I need to actually still do stuff, and then I still buy more things anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's it, it does get to the point where you're like, hmm. I have way too many figures. I don't think I'm ever going to finish painting these in my lifetime. I have not enough miniatures. <laughs> I'm about to. I'm trying to avoid dropping two hundred pounds on another Forge World tank. <laughs> I've been. I've been fighting my temptation since about last. Since this about this time yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> what are you looking at? Uh, glaive. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. It is a really, really nice looking tank. It is a really, really nice looking tank, and if I had £200 to drop, I would drop it. I really do want a, a super heavy for my space wolf. Um, I mean, I'm trying to replace Magnus as my Lord of War cause at the moment because it's really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And the seems like it seems most balanced. It's not going to absolutely obliterate everything, it's just yeah. going to really obliterate most things. Well, um, Marlem and Ross is actually a recast. Which I didn't know. I got it off eBay and I'm like, fucking bastard. Recast. Yeah, I always feel bad when I. I've only ever accidentally came into possession of one recast model. It mm-hmm. was a, um, it was a recast of the Ar- of an Araman. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's ten quid. It's already built. You know what? I'll, I'll take it. And I could tell it was recast because really poor quality. But the picture was able to hide it. Yeah. Well, the and thing like, is, with the recast is with this one, it's like it's the wrong size. It's too short to be the proper lemon rust. But the detail's better than the fucking lemon rust that I've seen. That my mate had, and I'm like, 
Hmm. Yeah, this is a recast. Bollocks. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And me. You can never tell, really, until you've actually got you've it in actually your hands. Got it in hands yeah. So, I, I'll be needing to drop the money on an actual Lemon Ross at some point. Because I do love that model. To be fair, it's not the most expensive model you could be buying. You no. could be looking at a £180 tank. Yes, yes. I've currently got it in my basket at the moment <laughs> and it's teasing me. Yeah, <laughs> but if you buy Lemon Ross from Forge World, you have to buy the Wolves as well. Yep, pretty much. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you have to you have, mm. to, you, you have to get them and you have to run them. Yup, yup. Lemon Ross is a dick. And, and he Heresy, he is an absolute dick. What makes him an even bigger dick is if you put him with a bodyguard of this one. Yeah. <laughs> I have not had a chance to play against um, a full-on 30k uh, Space Wars army, but I really, really want to. Yeah. Like, it'd just, like, it'd just be so appropriate throwing Magnus against Russ. Yeah. Just, it'd and be so much fun. Actual, actually on the display bases. Push them together. Yeah, what was he? Oh, yes, uh, just... I really want to just go to town against against the Space Wars 30k army like yeah. 3,000 points aside it'd be great um, there is only one thing I have ever played with this one and the cheater Lemonross only once mm. but it wasn't just Lemonross and one unit of this one it was every unit every character with a this one bodyguard and then an mm. actual unit of this one because I was playing that guy and I'm like, do you know what? He's going to play, because it was the Iron Warriors he played, and I was like, he's going to bring the shittiest, evilest Iron Warriors army that he's going to bring. And I was like, right, this one. I love Iron Warriors. The, the death one. I love Iron Warriors, but some people just, uh, it's like, you could just run all the tanks, mm-hmm. okay? So you're gonna run some tanks then? What tanks are you gonna run? Only the really big, expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Come on, friend. Just got some shitty predators in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be appreciated. Shitty predators, yeah. That aren't actually shitty in heresy. You know, like, nah, they're not actually. Look at that. They just don't. They're not like. They're just not spectacular. But for their points, they're pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to run. Um, I never actually had any of them, but uh, the Relic ones and mm. the previous edition of 40k and people were like, you're a nope. I'm trying to get my... Because my mate who plays Salamanders, mm-hmm. he's trying to find... like He's at that first stage where he's like, I'm not sure what's the last thing I want to add to this army. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to get the Infernus Predator with that <laughs> ridiculous flavour on it. <laughs> like 100% appropriate and I want him to do it yeah go bye go 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 bye go yeah can you still get that on Ford World yeah it's still being sold it's even uh, appropriate in Salamander's colours yeah I I, I remember seeing it on the the website a while ago Uh, when I I was I was tormenting myself for not buying Space Wolves when they brought the Space Wolves out and then actually seeing them and was like mmm they don't yeah. look that great. No, I'm going to mess with him. I'm just going to buy him that Predator. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now live on this recording. There you get go. That, get that ordered. There you go. There's a present for you. You, you, 
kept umming and ahhing it, so I just did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll if I throw my glaive, I get free shipment. Eh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I I do not look looking forward to having uh, my future boyfriend because they'll be like, babes, and I'm like, yeah. You just spent how much on miniatures again? <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> I just tell people I'm like flat out. I'm spending this. Okay. Okay. Have we got the money? Yes. Okay. When <laughs> you go, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm like, hmm. what the fuck? It's, it's, I just, it's, no, it's just confused. I just put the Legion glaive in, and now it's saying it's two hundred seventy-five pounds. I'm like, no, it's not. I'll work that out in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's different having somebody that actually understands. She's like, yep, okay, on you go. Spend the money. I oh. hope my I hope my uh, future partner will just will be someone who's really into Warhammer. Yeah. Well, that happens sometimes. <laughs> Either they're already into it or you get them into it. Yeah, get get one of those uh, those guys who's like you know what I played Warhammer for a while but I need to swear off of it because mm-hmm. it's too much money and all mm-hmm. that and I just show up it's like hey <laughs> I want to play some miniatures <laughs> oh. I'm going to ruin my next partner I can feel it mm. <laughs> oh dear. okay that's ordered thank you PayPal <laughs> oh the, the worst thing for some people that I know with Forge World was when PayPal started doing finance and yeah, they were like, was, uh, they were like oh I can I don't, I don't know why they did made that a choice because that was a bad that was a bad move I mean it was a genius move on their part it was a bad move for us the poor suffering customers that yeah. will have to buy these things now yeah <laughs> it's why I don't go on Forge World anymore except uh, when I'm really, like I managed to go for two, three weeks while going on Forge World, and then I went on it last night, and I'm like, shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, I've just bought a Legion Glaive now. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever gone is when I'm looking at the new Necromunda stuff that I think. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but some of the Necromunda stuff really nice. There's some good-looking miniatures that Forge World are doing. Yeah. I got the Beastman Bounty Hunter. My younger brother got it for me for Christmas last year. Yeah, that's cool. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's what I was wanting. Thank you very much. Um, I was just when, just after it came out, and I was like, hmm, I could make him a captain of a beastman auxiliary unit for my Imperial Guard. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to stop looking at this stuff now, really, very much. Because. Um, the the um, Beastman stuff that they've got for Warhammer Age of Sigmar I was like hmm you could take the uh, what do you call them Katachan arms and yeah. weapons and you could make pretty good infantry for that hmm hmm no stop yourself stop yourself and then is it Victoria Miniatures the one that do the alternate Imperial Guard? Uh, they, yes. They do their they own do Beastmen. Some. I think it was also Victoria. They do the um, they do the ones like the red in the red coats, like yeah. the old British Army. Those look really 
dice. Yes. Like, holy shit, those are good. And you're like, no. God damn it. Stop I'm gonna it. block. I'm gonna block uh, Victoria Benitez from my search history now. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no spending, no spending on that. No, stop yourself. Yeah, when I win the lottery, maybe. <laughs> Not before that, even. Mm. <laughs> I, I might, I might get any trouble if I spend that much money. Nah, you'll be fine. No, you won't. No. I won't. <laughs> Yeah, you just see much so much stuff, and you're like, mm, self restraint, self restraint. Don't have that much. I really shouldn't buy it. But I was at um, the Glasgow Game Gathering and see the new show up in Glasgow on Saturday, and I could not show any restraint because I got Keyforge and I got um, Kaiju Incorporated. So, <laughs> oh dear, that's that's not a good place to be in when you're trying to save money. Okay. I spent way less than I could have because well <laughs> is that the excuse you use? <laughs> no I just say how much money can I spend that, that, that is my exact words how much money can I spend oh you can spend this much okay but um, if I had the money I could have spent so much more because Sarissa were there and they had see the new Greek um, um, game the Footsword did, did um, what's the name of it now? Mortal Gods. And the figures are Victrix, which are absolutely beautiful figures, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> it's 50 quid. That would be my whole budget. Nope, nope, stop myself, stop myself. But I, I was like, hmm, once I have a spare 50 quid, I might pick that up. <laughs> Oh, we, we always could always have a spare 50 quid that would mm. always be appreciated yep. but it's like there's a couple of guys in the Falco club that I'm a member of that play it and I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's an interesting that's an interesting bit of information for the future I can play that with people that play it already okay. in fact one of my best mates plays it as well and he's started coming to the club now so I'm like oh even more play, people that play it the good excuse, the good excuse to buy it. That's 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 what um, I, I look at with that. Um, do you build your own today? That was another uh, question. Huh? I actually don't have the space to no. even store terrain in my yeah. in my place, let alone um, build it. Let alone build it. Yeah. I mean, I want when I do move out and my own place, I'm going to be making a really nice Prospero themed table mm -hmm. and. Probably going to be using a lot of that new AOS uh, yeah, AOS, yeah, AOS uh, stuff that, that came that, out. That looks cool. It and does look really nice. Really well. Yeah. Like I don't know when that will happen, but that as soon as I uh, move out, that's going to be my first major project that mm. I intend on doing. Funnily enough, we moved into our, our old place. Terrain was the first project that I started doing, and then it just fucking escalated to ridiculous amounts. So much so that when we put everything in storage, I think there was about ten boxes of tray <laughs> and boards. Oh my, that's uh, enough that's, uh... for an eight by four of boards, and I'm like, hmm, that's a lot of terrain, and that doesn't include all the stuff that came with conquest. That's in a separate box. Uh, 
I, I know I'm going to end up like cause I, I want I feel, my first thought was I'm going to start off small and I'm going to like do a corner for one of those uh, one of the symbol slabs for the um, armies on parade mm-hmm. that would be that would be perfectly manageable mm-hmm. but I know for a fact it just goes well I could always make a full table and then I could make another table <laughs> my my mistake was watching Lux APS no Lux APS is brilliant channel for train but it's like you can do this this cheaply, and I'm like, ooh, ooh! I don't have to go to a hobby store and buy do all you, this stuff. Do you follow Lucas Apps on YouTube by chance? Yes, yeah, that's Luke APS. Yeah, yeah, I I love what he's been doing with the modular, um, yeah. the, the modular water the MDF ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, and I I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I really want to do this. Um, first um, river tutorial with the original resin that he used to he got from I can't remember the company now but it's like roofing resin mm. I've done a river exactly like that it's fucking uh, beautiful it does look so good I've I got can't. pictures of it somewhere and it's like see if I actually had not forgot to run three of the bits of the river it would be a perfect ten foot river Nice. Uh, but unfortunately, I forgot it and ran out of fucking resin, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, passport." <laughs> That's always the worst thing, just running out just enough materials when you're about to finish. But I didn't realise I had forgot until I started trying to put the river together, and there was missing sections, and I'm like, "You fucker!" And I found them, and I'm like, "No, that, that's not a happy. That's not a happy thing." I thought to myself, "This looks beautiful, but I can't put it all together." projects are definitely on the horizon and I really do want to get that done yeah. but that's like literally all my stuff is kept in my own room so I do all my hobbying I don't have I'm, I'm a very short on space at this current moment in time but the best yeah. of time I keep buying miniatures <laughs> <laughs> like you have no space or do I can I <laughs> it's like doing Tetris that's, that's how it has always been for me it's like how can I Tetris this together <laughs> so it all doesn't fucking collapse? Just and stack, one time it just, did collapse. I uh, just gotta stack it good, stack it high, yep. stack it to the roofs. It's like my, my best mate has has book obsession. It's like that. It's like one of these days your books are gonna fall over and kill you. Like, I oh. I know someone who over the past six months has bought. I think she said that at last count was about. 126 books and she's read 7 of them yep sounds like Dave sounds like Mr. McGarry yeah so, are you ever going to read these probably not you just really like collecting books yep yep <laughs> walks past the second hand bookstore and just cannot help himself that is exactly like the person I know <laughs> walks past the Waterstones can't help himself walking in no to be fair I walk past the water zones and I can't help myself with walking unless she want to drag me away from it. It's like, no, you're not going in. Um, not that I actually buy that many books. I just like going in. I, go, yeah, I, I like going through the books. I don't. I very rarely buy books these days because uh, I'm very dyslexic. So until uh, they start stocking uh, like USBs with audiobooks on them in Waterstones, I probably won't buy much from Waterstones mm. anymore. 
Fair enough, fair enough. See, also the biggest problem with Waterstones is all the board games that they've got in there, you're like, ooh. I, after me and her got vouchers for like various things, it's like one of those multi shop vouchers. Yeah. Um, and she wanted to buy stuff from someone else, and I was like, we walked into Waterstones, and I'm like, ooh, board games. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, but later on, I'm getting to spend this money on. She still hasn't got to spend that money. I'm like, Oops. it's great, really, because like those vouchers are a cursed object. Because you're mm. like, twenty quid off my next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that means this board game's only a hundred pounds now. <laughs> Don't you mean that it's eighty pounds? I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, two fifty-pound vouchers, and mm. yep. I bought Elder Sign. Oh, good choice. That's an awesome choice. It's a good game. Playing it on Monday, actually. Um, and what else did we buy? Hmm. Can't actually remember what else we bought now. That's shocking. <laughs> too many games. Yeah, just too many games. Yeah. So, the board game collection grew a wee bit <laughs> from that. It's, uh. it's never going to stop, but. I did buy Cards Against Humanity, so... I think everyone has owned... Has, at least I know someone that owns Cards Against Humanity at this point. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I cannot play it. Because every time I play it, I end up in fits of laughter that actually give me a headache. <laughs> Swear to God, man. The, the times I've played it. Christmas and New Year, I had massive headaches afterwards. Because I was laughing so much. <laughs> great advertisement so fun it'll make you hurt yourself <laughs> yeah uh, it's 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 a fun game and what makes it even more fun is when you do it with your in-laws <laughs> my missus mum and dad were there and some of the cards that were coming out you're like oh I can't give them it I can't give them nope there you go <clears throat> you have to call that out yeah. I, I would not uh, play uh, Cards Against Humanity with my family. I wouldn't play it with my family. I'm fine with her family. My family <laughs> would be a bad idea. I just remember the game that I've played a lot of in like the past few years. It's uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, yeah. That was one, that's one of my favourite board games. It's just, it's really quick. Well, we found it really quick to set up. I heard some people take ages to do it. Yeah. It's just really fun and the amount of fucking over you can do for yeah, your yeah. friends is great I <laughs> saw it on what you call it? tabletop the Wall Wheaton show um, and I'm yeah. like ooh that's getting added to the list of things that I want to buy yeah <laughs> it's like, ooh. to anyone listening I, if you want to get into board games Portrayal of the House of the Hills probably one of the best choices you can go for because it's just a really good game yeah it is it looks really good. Um, I will. I will be um, having a wee look at it myself. I think it's thing. not too expensive anymore. I think you can pick it up on like if you want. If you don't have a local game store to grab it from, I think you can get it on like Amazon for fairly cheap. Yeah. Now, betrayal, betrayal, House on the Hill board game. It automatically filled in when I typed in betrayal. You can get it on Prime. You can get it on Prime for like on sale. Is at the moment it's like thirty-seven pounds. Yeah. And for how much you can play this game, it's 
definitely worth the money. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Got to buy a game that's replayable and replayable and replayable because if you don't, it's just like, what did I waste my money on? Um, it's also good because the game is not that long. It's not like yeah. some board games where they go like for six hours. Like a typical game lasts about like an hour, maybe an hour and a half at most. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Well, it could be worse. It could be that board game that they played on um, Big Bang Theory. The one that they played that oh was in the... Oh, God. I know which one you mean. I can't think of its name, but Jesus. How long? Oh, fuck. I don't remember how long it took, but it was way too long. It was It was days and days and days yeah. it could last. And you're like, nope, nope, no thank you. Um, one I, I keep on seeing, hearing good things about is Gloomhaven. But I've also heard the size of the box of Gloomhaven, how much it weighs, and you're like, you could only play that in your house. You could. I will say I'm not familiar with that one. Um, Gloomhaven. Can't remember who does it. But it's forever out of um, print. They they did a Kickstarter, and ever since it started getting released, they just. continually out of print which is mad um, people kind of get it for loving the money it ta- say it takes 90 to 115 minutes per scenario yeah they get 40,000 backers raised oh. 4 million but it costs <laughs> about 120 quid to buy it so it's like you would have to be seriously um, wanting to play this game to actually buy it as well so um, looking actually, a bit over costed do you think I don't know because I don't know whether they've over costed it or under costed it to be honest because there's so much stuff in it and it's so fu- I've, I've seen it I've seen it how heavy it is it's like fuck me um, but I, Asmodee are actually doing a, a digital version of it hmm. that might be an, an idea to see how good it is I don't, I, I've never played it so I don't have particular opinions of it but it looks like a lot of shit and, and it's a big box oh excuse me no, sorry. Oh, I'm on 20 quid somebody's got it on ebay for 90 quid no, that's <laughs> don't, don't keep looking nope, you'll make, nope, a, bad, nope, you'll make nope. a bad mistake it'll be <laughs> a very bad mistake <clears throat> buy house on the, the trailer house on the hill is like yeah. third of the price <laughs> <laughs> there's 17 thematic keo classes double-sided interlocking Mac tells oh there's so much stuff in it and I'm like ooh no 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 stop stop yourself so well, much stuff one, maybe both of us will make an impulse buy on this recording session no no I'm stopping <laughs> myself right now I'm, I'm closing I'm closing the tab <laughs> oh dear oh dear dear yes that, that's how bad it can be with people that have been gaming for even shorter amounts of time than me have impulse issues. Oh, <laughs> well, I've only been in this hobby. Was it 20, I can't remember what year Ape started. Was it 2016 or 2017? No, a year that started. I've been in that long and I've got ridiculously bad impulse buys. It's yeah. so silly. It's everyone. <sighs> Except from Office, I think. <laughs> Office, office has no office has no impulse buy because he a doesn't care and b has no money. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
got a fat, he's got a wife and three kids. Of course, he has no money. Yeah. It's like, look, did you see yesterday? I got him. I got him. <laughs> that was funny. That Fred. That was that was great. <laughs> mhm. It's not wrong though. I can't argue with them. No. Nope. It's like you got him, but he still has a valid point. <laughs> Uh, offices are great. <laughs> just yeah. like you know, he's joking, but you're not sure to what extent he's yes. joking. <laughs> yes, that's why that the, the one he did last week was brilliant. It was like the four of together. It was like fuck's sake, man. How how that's much the, shit is going to be talked in this? Surprisingly, episode? not as much, not as, 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 much as you thought. No, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it was as much as anyone was expecting. But I think it was probably because Office's kids were about. Probably. I was honestly <laughs> expecting him to put one of them on mute for a little bit. Just, it would stop scrapping. And now I can't take the piss out of cheese because he's got a whippet. And I have a whippet. <laughs> so you got biased there. Yup. Totally. Yeah, no, I can take the pit. still take the piss out of him. Just not we're as going, much. We're going to anyway. Yeah, we're going to anyway. It's, 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 a, it's a given. Um, about, I mean, he's about twice my age, yet he's far more childish than all of us. He's <laughs> great, I love him. That's the thing, though. You, you tend to find the older they get, war gamers, the more childish they get. For some reason. For some, some of them, anyway. Hmm. The I best definitely ones, agree on that. The best ones. The other ones are just assholes. I can't wait to see Office when he's 50. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a great experience. <laughs> Fuck Satan. If he hasn't been banned from Twitter at that point. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been banned already. I mean like that thread that he did where he was like, instead of instead of saying something nice about you, I'll just insult you. Yeah. I was Storm. obviously expecting a temp ban from that. <laughs> the one that was me was absolutely hundred percent obvious. Whereas you get the storms and I'm like which one was me? Um, oh yeah. I had to, had to go to this one's you. So I'm like, alright, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, Storm was like, it was all nice things. <laughs> me, I, when I did it, it was all like a mix of things. Some yeah. people I jabbed at, some people I didn't, and then just Office just tore them everything. Fuck yeah. I am Office, I will take the piss. Exactly, and that's why we love him. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about Office as well, he doesn't follow that many people. He's got more followers than me, but we, he does not follow that many people. So if you know, if he follows you, he likes you. Yeah. He's like, I was just checking out, he's got like, a, he's got 1300 followers and only 103 yeah. <laughs> follows. Like, I'm quite low on my ratio because I'm at like just shy of 300 compared to what I follow, but <laughs> even then, Jesus. Oh, my ratio is. Just under 1100 followers and 1800 followers. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I follow a lot more people that follow me, but I don't care. Probably don't actually get to see stuff from like 90% of them. But <laughs> the ones that I do, top notch. There's some good, there's some good stuff on this community that we're yeah. in. There's some really good stuff. The thing is, we're mining though as well, it's RPG and. Um, Warhammer and fucking Napoleonic and everything it comes from everywhere and it's like ooh that's nice 
If I was still in my RPG groups, I'd probably post a lot more about things like D&D, Dark yeah. Heresy, and stuff like that. I just don't have the time. I'm working a full-time job. Like Wednesdays are weird one because it's my day off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I wish I had more time for this because I'd love to do it more. But it's just, uh, I don't, because I, I know I could get a group together if, if I wanted to DM, if I wanted to be GM. Yeah. But Nobody wants to GM. I, no, I enjoy GMing. I just don't no. think I have the time to yeah. like make good campaigns. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be like every two weeks at, mo- at, at least for, mm-hmm. before a session. And I know people get really fussy about having it every two weeks. So. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you tend to find people don't really want to GM. They're, like, they're very, very... Like other people. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you do want to GM, but there's, you talk to people and like, I don't really want to do it. I don't think it'd be any good. And then I, we have a good example. It's like Stephen, the guy that did Dark Heresy. If Stephen can do it, anyone can do it. And he'll probably listen to this and give me shit for it because he's Irish <laughs> and and he likes to give you shit for everything. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, I'm like, look, look, Stephen. Stephen had before he started playing was he'd never done any um, RPGs, <clears throat> and he did his first um, campaign. And it was great. It was great fun. So, there you go. There's an example to go with. I've definitely... Uh, I had this thing where I encouraged in one of my last groups. So we had... I think my one of my longest running groups was like two years, mm-hmm. that D&D group. Every week we went there, I went to that shop for two week, two years to play mm-hmm. with. And we had this thing when we was getting closer to the end of it. We was, I was starting to work more, so mm-hmm. I had less time. So we made a thing where once a month... One of the random one player picked at random will have to run a one shot, yeah. and they were almost all fantastic. There was a few dud ones because you know not every idea is a gold mine, yeah. but I think most people are definitely capable of being uh, GM. They just don't want they just worried about the pressure of doing yeah. it their first time, yeah. and I think they, more people really should try doing it because the thing with GM, you could pl- if you're a player, you're mm-hmm. playing one character. Yeah. If you're a GM, you can play. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Well, as well. I mean, with the especially if you're playing D and D, there's the uh, DM's Guild, mm. which has got shed loads of one shots. Oh um, god, yeah. Heck, so, even the pre-made that um, uh, Wizards of the Coast do are still yeah. really good. Yeah. Like. Curse of Strahd is something I recommend most people GM for just because it's really fun. I've not done that. I, I did the Waterdeep one. Mm. Uh, Dragon Heist. That's the one that I, I'm still in the middle of. Um, and we'll not get back to it until we've done this campaign that they start, they're starting tomorrow. Mm. I'm not going to be at. But, yeah. That's entertaining. Especially when your, car- your players like the word shit. Yes. So, yeah. Um. Jesus, how long have we been talking? Uh, whew, over an hour and a half. Um. <laughs> I think. Oh, we've been going a wee while, and I didn't yeah. realise the time. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm like, ooh, it's half two. Shit. Um. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, Not the really appreciated. Um. And I'm going to try and go storm and cheese and. Office and be coming on as well, and then get everyone on and just talk <laughs> shit. 
for uh, a couple chaos of hours. episodes. Yes, hey. it's not wrong with chaos episode. And yes, you need to get a Nurgle for to. Um, I I I will find one eventually. Mark <laughs> my words. <laughs> I just need to find someone that's either perpetually happy or perpetually sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that shouldn't be difficult. And the perpetually sick, but perpetually happy, but might be more difficult. I, I can take either or. Mm. I don't need necessarily both. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll talk to you again. I'll see you around. See ya. Do do. Right, that was Scarlet. Um, of what time radio? Um, one of the co-hosts with Stormer Games and Arsenic Typhoon Caitlin. Um, so if you want to follow um, Scarlet, you can go to Twitch and for Scarlet Kingdom. That's where they do what time radio every second Saturday. They're not on. T- um, not sure which week this will be going out, so I can't tell you exactly when. But um, also, if you follow on Twitter. And uh, that's at Scarlet Kingdom as well. It's a capital S, capital K, I believe. Um, yeah, capital A, capital K. Um, also, if you go for her on YouTube, um, do the data on that. And again, that's Scarlet Kingdom, but Scarlet Kingdom, capital S, capital K, but it's all one word. So, um, yeah. I hope to have her and Stormgrad and Leaky Cheese and Office Painter from Twitter on all together, but also um, the other three on as well. I probably won't get them on until after I come back from holiday. Um, So this will probably be going out when I'm on holiday. Um, So you won't be seeing as much of a presence from me um, on um, YouTube. Well, YouTube I'm trying to get back in, but um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on everything pretty much, um, I'm going to have a less of a presence because I'm going away for two weeks. I want to decompress, I want to relax. Um, so that's why I tried to get in as many podcasts as I possibly could um, while I was away, um, or before I went away. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think that's it really um, when I come back from holiday um, we will be sorting out the Patreon for Legends of Amateur on um, I will be getting it up and loaded I'll be working on more stuff for Legends um, I'm looking at, well, I'm wanting to get back into part full time work um, as soon as possible so I'm, I'm trying to get a lot of done, stuff done um, so when I've got less time less stuff to do um, so yeah but um, if you want to support this channel we have the coffee account the coffee account um, if it's not on the website right or on the Yogi Dave's hobby pot, hobby um, dot podium dot co um, give me a shout on my email um, Yogi Dave's hobby corner at gmail dot com I will send you the link and you can help us out for this channel and the YouTube channel. This channel and the YouTube channel have nothing to do with um, Legends Hammer, I'm sure. Nothing we get for Legends will be going into this. I just run this by myself um, and it's just 
you know, a anything we get for the Patreon for Legends, we'll go to Legends. Coffee count goes to doing anything for this, um, and that's that's probably it. Um, I am working on getting YouTube more more rev videos up. Um, again, um, also when I come back for holiday, I'm looking at doing more stuff on Twitch, um, not just you know RPGs and um, game devs and stuff. Probably actually doing some PC gaming and stuff um, as well, and then probably just talking shit on it as well about other things. Um, so yeah, that is me for today. Um, I'm going to say a good day, happy hobby guys.